0: A visitation hey, hey, Hear the spirit call spirit
1: Welcome calls. to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakubu. Be blessed as you listen. Come, let us enter in. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes, lift up your right hand say in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Oh, i can hear you say in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus say i declare i declare that this morning that this morning my heart my heart is open it's open i declare i declare that my spirit that my spirit is open it's open say i declare i declare that my heart that my heart is ready it's ready my mind my mind is ready it's ready my spirit my spirit is ready it's ready to receive to receive the word of God the word of God In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be in church today? All right. And how many of you are ready for the word? Today, it is also going to be um, a a communion service, all right? Because we are entering a new month tomorrow. We are entering a new month tomorrow. So, it's, it's more or less like a our prayer and worship service that would have done on Friday. We won't have it on Friday because on Monday we are starting recharge. So we we don't want to be there on Friday and be there on Monday as well. So we'll do everything here. Hallelujah. All right. And I believe today's service will be a blessing unto you. All right. Um, today, I have a, a brief word for you. It is a word that carries a lot of rebuke. Hallelujah. Say rebuke. Yeah, the word of God is also meant for rebuke. It's one of the reasons why God gave us his word. So, open your heart and receive it nicely. Hallelujah. Aha. Uh-huh. Last week, I, I promised you that I was going to give you a remix or a reload of this particular topic. Those of you who remember, you know my topic already, how to behave in church, how to behave in church. I've not even listened to what I preach. I think it was about three years ago that I preached that. I've not listened to what I preached, so I can't even remember what I said. I'll speak according to the leading of the spirit. Hallelujah. How to behave in church. And so turn with me or project or however we we'll put it. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. Give me New King James version. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. First Timothy 3 15. And this is Paul speaking. He said, But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of the truth. Hallelujah. I'll take it again. He said, but if I delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. I know today I'm not going to get a lot of amens, but it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> is this a fake amen or a proper one? <laughs> From what Paul is saying, it means there's a way we must conduct ourselves in the house of God. Hallelujah. There is a way we must behave in the house of God. And today I'm going to teach you how to behave in the house of God. Hallelujah. And it is going to cover pre intra and post alright before you come while you are here and when you leave because I can't just take one dimension of it, it won't be holistic enough, hallelujah yes, so I'm going to list certain things number one see because we are working with time I just have to go straight to the point so number one, number one. you need to prepare for the service You need to prepare for the service. Tell the one seated next to you, prepare before coming to church. church. Tell another person, prepare before coming to church." church. So how do you prepare for a service? One, you pray into the service. I'm not only talking about the opening prayer. I'm talking about you praying at home. Even before coming. You pray for the one going to lead opening prayer. You pray for the one going to lead praises. You pray for the one going to lead worship. You pray for the one going to give the word. You pray for the MC. Hallelujah. Yes. That is how to prepare for a service. You pray into the service. And then you pray for yourself. You prepare your heart. For what God has for you. You don't just get up. And come, and you see, when you've not prayed into the service, you don't have any right to criticize any part of the service. That, oh, as for today, the sound was some way. Just keep quiet because you didn't invest anything into the into the service. Oh, and as for today, the the backing was. Some, I'm not talking about today. I'm just making like, don't church people. You just make the whole thing some way, right? Now. I'm not talking about today. I'm just. Using today to represent every day. <laughs> as for today, as for today, the backing was somewhere. And we couldn't hear the organ well, the drama was too fast, the drama was too slow. This is a, you've not invested a single minute of prayer into the service from home. And you were also not here for opening prayer when we were praying into the program so as you haven't invested anything into the program, into the church service just keep quiet don't criticize anything do you know what it takes to have a successful program do you know the preparation some of the people prepared before coming sometimes we just open our mouths and criticize when you haven't invested anything And anything, I mean anything, into the program. For some people, the best preparation is the makeup and the dressing. You can spend one hour looking into the mirror. You go and come, you go and come, you go and come. You are not satisfied. You just go and come. And because of that, you don't come on time. You are more interested in how you are looking. Oh yeah, for some people, that is what it means to prepare. Polish your shoe nicely. Paint your mouth beautiful and look very, very nice. It is church we are coming to. Hallelujah. It, It is a spiritual thing we are coming to do here. So prepare before coming. Pray into the program. Commit the functionaries into the hands of God. And then pray and commit yourself into God's hands. That is number one. Number two, come on time. Tell the person seated next to you, come on time. Tell another person, come on time. Hallelujah. This thing, I've said it several times. But it looks like I don't have the anointing for it to break through into your spirit. But I'll keep saying it until. The day God blesses me with anointing to convict you to change you see when you are consistently late it communicates something whether to work to school, to church it communicates one thing, disorganization that is the truth because if you want to be on time you will be on time a lot of you, you are never late to church to class some of you, you are late to church, you are late to class, you are late to, even on your wedding day, you will be late. Even if there was a possibility of being late to heaven. When the wedding feast has started, you alone, you come and knock the door. You ask, who is it? The late cohabitants, so, so-and-so. <laughs> Just a late thing has become part of you. No, like on, on a more serious note, it is a sign that there is a bit of disorganization. You see, for us here, most of us are not living too far away. Distance is not an excuse because there are people here who have proved that distance is not an excuse to be late. There are people like Pasagedion who lives at Boteman. Do you even know where that is? But he tries his best and most of the time he's here on time. Prosper, you've been coming from where? Adenta, right? Adenta to beyond Legon, beyond Medina but most of the time he and his wife they come in, they are here for opening prayer when Elder David was in Ho, working at Ho Regional Hospital, he used to leave Ho at 4am to come to church I'm talking about another region and he was coming to church from another region and he was getting here on time so what about you living in Kolebu? Living in Dansoman, living at uh, what do you call Kamara, living what, what are the other names of the uh, Banana Inn, Collegono Mamprobi. You don't have an excuse. There are some people here in Laterebi because no oh, Still, you come to church late. It is a sign of disorganisation. You have to learn to discipline yourself. Either it's a problem of sleep. Too much sleep. And the Bible has said many things about those who love sleep. I'm not going to preach a sermon on sleep. It is a sign that you are not organized enough. It's a sign. Today during opening prayer, there were only 20 of us here. At the beginning of opening prayer, only 20 of us here. And you see, the other time I mentioned that if you are a functionary, choir instruments, usher, another things, you must be here before the eight o'clock. Today, media did very well. By the time we started, everything was set. Let's put our hands together for media, the projections and everything. At least they listened to what I said last week. instrumentalists were semi-ready.
0: <laughs>
1: if you are playing a role, be, be, you must be here before. Say before. Before the service starts. And you see, let me, let me go into like, the, the roles that you play too. You see, when you are playing the role and eh, The Bible says when you are doing anything, do it as unto the Lord. Have it at the back of your mind that it is God you are doing it for. And do it to the best of your ability. Do it to the best of your ability. So if you are ushering, you usher to the best of your ability. You see, the role of protocol is to spot and solve problems. One of the roles of protocol is to spot and solve problems. So it becomes some way when problems will always have to be pointed out that oh, this there is something here, there is this here, there is this there. Your eyes must be roaming through and through, looking for abnormalities to turn them into normal things. Hallelujah! Yeah, that is protocol. Protocol is just meant to you're meant to troubleshoot, and you see where I sit. Me, it's like I'm in every department. My eyes on choir, my eyes on technical, my eyes on media, my eyes on protocol. My eye is everywhere. So it's like I have so many things I'm seeing at the same time. So if with me that I have so many things to look at and to consider, I zoom into your small area that you are supposed to concentrate on. point something to you, then it means you haven't done your work well. Are we in agreement on that one? It means you haven't done your work well. Because with the plenty things that I have to oversee, if I can zoom in and spot a problem, you see there are certain things that may be okay, it's not okay to you, it's a new thing or something that is different. But if it is a routine thing that has to be done routinely, like me coming in and pointing to the fact that the aces are not on that is something that is done routinely that is something that is done every day but maybe opening prayer started and some of the ushers are they are praying it's like you have not done what you are supposed to do it's just like me and it is time to preach. And I'm like, Charlie, I'm in the spirit. I'm kneeling down there. I'm doing giri, ba, 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 ba. Everybody's waiting for me. Hey, what is happening today? And 40, 45 minutes, I'm there. And nobody knows what is happening. Hallelujah. You must do it to the best of your ability. And you see, those who stand here to minister, prepare. You see, prepare. Prepare your heart. Prepare your mind. Pray. If possible, fast. As I'm saying, I'm not saying people are not doing it. I'm telling you what is supposed to be done. Hallelujah. As I'm saying, it doesn't mean that I'm saying people don't do it. I'm just telling you what is supposed to be. Amen? Amen. Prepare, prepare very well. Take the people of God serious. When you're coming to minister to the people of God, take the people of God serious. It's one lesson God taught me very early in ministry. That look, it doesn't matter the number of people you're going to minister to. Even if it is 10 people, if it is five people, take it seriously. Those days I was a student, just to lead prayer band meeting on Indafa Park, I'll fast for three days. Few people prayer band, three days fasting to go and lead 30 or 45 minutes of prayer. You must take the people of God serious. It's not only when you get a big call. Hey God, as for today, dear. I shall prepare. Or oh, it's fire rally and the crowd is going to be big. You see, when you are faithful with little, that's when God will trust you with more. Now, some people, God will not trust them with certain levels of exposure because even the little one that you have, you don't take it serious. You are not taking it serious. Oh, they are familiar faces. Imagine if at me, as a pastor, that I stand in front of you to preach every time, I get familiar with you. That's oh, always the same faces as, as, as I don't have anything to prove. Let me just go and give them anything. That'll be the beginning of the end of this church. We'll continue to decline and decline and decline and decline. But I must treat you as precious souls that God has given to me to shepherd. And I must take you seriously. Go before God to give me a good word for you. I'll tell somebody, you see, it's not a matter of not having what to say. I'm sure I have not less than 400 or 500 recorded sermons. I'm talking about the, even the recorded ones. for Probably 500 or more recorded sermons. What to say is not a problem. But my burden on Saturday night is to get the right word. The right word. And I am very restless when I don't have that settling in my spirit that this is what God wants the people to hear. If it's something to say, ah, from 500 sermons, oh, I can do some... I I can find something to tell you. I will give you a very nice cocktail right now. But the question is... There's nothing wrong with a cocktail, but the question is, is that what God wants for the day? Don't take the people of God for granted. Don't take the people of God for granted. There's a time to be serious and a time to joke. Hallelujah. Don't joke with your ministrations. Don't play with your ministrations. When I say don't joke with your ministrations, I don't mean don't Dark jokes when you are preaching and everything has to be serious. Some of you have to be clear because some of you you are some way you take the whole thing some way and misinterpret it and go and misquote me. And if I am saying when you are joking when you are preaching, means you say I'm not serious with the people of God. I have not said that. Can fire your mouth if you say that I have said that. You must take your ministration serious. Must take the ministration serious. Sometimes it's good to rehearse your ministration in your mind and in your spirit before coming. It it is at those times that God will say, Take this one out, take this one out, add this one, do this, do this. Take the ministration serious, like, like it is a world cap that you are going for. Take it serious. Just do anything and you know, come in. You know, there are times you don't prepare, and God has mercy on you. It's not going to happen every time when you are ministering based on experience. MBA, I've been there, seen it, seen it all, been there, done that. One of these days, you'll be shocked if you're a preacher and you have what we call mind block. And all you keep saying is, as I, as I was saying, as I was saying, as I was saying, because the thinking is not progressing. It's like, there's a block. As I was saying. Pastor Jesus said, if you are preaching, he said, as I was saying four times, your sermon is bad. You must move forward with the preaching. You are allowed to refer to what you have said already a few times, but when it is coming too much, it shows that something is not correct somewhere." Simon is bad. It doesn't mean now when somebody is preaching, you should mark. He said, As I was saying, one, as I was saying, two, as I was saying, three, as I was saying, four. Bad Simon. You people. Everything I say, I have to make a disclaimer. You people, you are some way. Your life is some way. Your life is some way. Take the people of God serious. Take the people of God serious. And take God serious because you see some of the opportunities you get eh, there are people out there who are crying to God and praying and fasting for one chance like that one chance and in the kingdom of God there is substitution my girlfriend said you are joking in front of the pool they have given you balls, score I come to do get and this, and this, and then they come and call it oh, and I, a chance has been given to you. Grab it with both hands, do it to the best of your ability. Because somebody is jogging on the church touch line. The moment coach says substitution, the person comes in football. It happens so oh, one person just comes and shines one time, the next time you realize you are, you are bench, you have bench. If you don't take that, even go to junior team. And go and play there. Every opportunity you have, take it serious. Fasten and prayer is coming. Some of you will be giving the opportunity to, to do worship, to do prayer, opening prayer. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. At least, so far, all the people have given the chance to preach at midweek. I can see they took it serious. Let's put our hands together for them. <laughs> uh, nobody came and stood there and I felt like... This one the abum head bridge. No abum head, what boat? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's something. He took it serious. Take the people of God serious. So prepare for the service. If you are a minister, prepare to come to minister to the people. Number three, don't be a fire extinguisher in church. Somebody don't be a fire extinguisher. Another person don't be a fire extinguisher. A lot of people who are mobile fire extinguishers, they just come to kill fire. And there are a lot of ways. We bend them, eh? we bend, (laughs) we bend the fire extinguishers. (laughs) There are a lot of ways you can be a fire extinguisher. Your face. you sit in church as if you were dragged to come and sit here. When we are up here, we see your faces. So some of your faces are not ministering encouragement at all. Like some of the ones I'm seeing now. Smile a little. The fact that you are spiritual doesn't mean you should look like the whole world is against you. It is not encouraging at all. Sometimes you are preaching, somebody's face is like a stone looking at you like that. Some people do have this look on their face like, have you, Are you done? Have you finished? Hurry up and let's go. My watch is waiting for me. Sunday or Mutuo special, it's waiting for you. You at least, before you go for the Sunday, feed on the word of God before you go and top up with that one as dessert some of your faces when you come to church like you were forced to be in church if you won't smile at least don't frown it's not by force to smile if you won't smile at least you don't frown So, when we're preaching, our eyes come into contact. The Spirit of God moves our eyes somewhere else. Because otherwise you will discourage us. You will discourage us. So your facial expression, your constant yawning. Somebody yawned just one minute ago. So the person knows herself. <laughs> yawn. Maybe you did night. We can forgive you. <laughs> but if you didn't do night, by And morning. <laughs> you are yawning like that. <laughs> They're yawning. Once or twice is fine. But there are some people, eh, hey. Every three minutes. Uh, uh, who yawning, yawning. And you are wondering, God, what am I administering to the people? Is it, uh, she's still yawning, yawning. Yawning. <laughs> it's one I think somebody did night or something it's it's like that it can be discouraging it can be discouraging it can be discouraging so that's one way you can be a fire extinguisher when we come and we are praying, and you you have opened your eyes, your hands are in your pocket, and you are looking around with a certain looking. Hey, now, what kind of a is that? Are you praying as if so? Sometimes people see you and you are looking at them, and they are wondering whether they are still in the faith, They're wondering whether everything is fine with them. You are extinguishing people's fire. the other one sitting next to you, I don't intimidate me in church, I, I didn't come here for you come here for you because of that some people don't feel free to praise God the way they want to praise God people don't feel free to lift up their hands the way they want to lift up their hands those who want to fall on the ground and just worship God it's like some people are just mocking everybody hey 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 be a gentleman hmm? when the spirit of God comes upon somebody the persons on the floor hey ah now better empower you in this uh, uh, let me move here <laughs> just even move away from you don't be a fire extinguisher in church allow people to enjoy the presence of God allow God to work on people maybe you don't like those things others do like those things they like those things allow them you don't understand why they say, you alone, you are sleeping on the ground. You have come to church and you are sleeping on the ground. Sometimes God has to knock you unconscious. So that by the time he wakes you up, he would have created something out of you. Like he knocked Adam unconscious. By the time he woke up, he had created a woman out of him. So Sometimes people are dead. That's why I say don't wake them up. Allow them to sleep until they wake up. Let God work on them. Sometimes somebody will wake up and a certain sickness is gone. Somebody will wake up and a certain weakness is gone. Somebody will wake up and a business has been created and and, and generational wealth would have been imparted onto the person. Allow people. Hallelujah. Allow people. Allow people. We all have different temperaments. So the way we respond to things are different. That those that are conservative. I'm not saying by force, be a certain way. Just don't use the way you are to intimidate other people. Yeah. Me, I like the way anyone dances freely in church. Dances. No intimidation. That is their spirit and that is their attitude. And she knows how to dance. Yesterday, when she was teaching the people to dance at their wedding, I was like, "Yeah, that's right. See the moves." And she'll go down some way. Hey, people are anointed for different things in this world. That thing? I can't. If you give me a thousand years, I can't do. Can't do. You see me praises? My dancing is up and down, up and down, up and down. Simple, but it is unto the Lord. <laughs> that's the most important thing. Hallelujah. Don't be intimidated. Feel free. The Bible says in the house of the Lord, there is a liberty. Feel free. When I'm preaching, you want to say amen, you shout the amen. If I'm preaching, you want to stand and receive the word, you stand and receive it. Don't let the fire extinguishers extinguish your fire in church. Don't let them extinguish your fire in church. There are others too, because of their temperament, they receive it in their heart. It is fine. But when you are receiving it in your heart too, we can see. Mm. You can't be receiving it in your heart and have some look being on your face like that. It will bounce off. It will not enter you. So those who are more of introverts, eh, you see, maybe all they will do is just to nod in a gentlemanly way. You no know, we know that the word is entering you and when your face is stone like rockish <laughs> face like that there's no way the word is entering that way mm-hmm. at least a small nod says, uh, then you are receiving you see let, let me read something to you Acts chapter 17 verse 11 give me NIV Acts 17 11. Acts 17 11. It says, now the Bereans were of more noble character. Receive the grace to be of noble character. Than the Thessalonians. There are some in that are Thessalonians. There are some that are Bereans. For they received the message. This is the Bereans. They received the message with great eagerness. That means the Bible accepts receiving the word, standing and receiving the word and saying amen and shouting to the word and praying along with the word when it has preached see sometimes and we create rules that are not biblical when you are receiving the word you must receive it, it's an eagerness different people have different ways of expressing eagerness so if somebody's eagerness is to shout amen let, let the person do it that way if another person's eagerness is to nod, let the person nod. If another person's eagerness is to smile, like the lady smiling over there, allow the person to smile. Hallelujah. Don't be a fire extinguisher. Don't be a fire extinguisher in church. And then on top of that, they didn't just come and sit and shout and hey, I receive it and this and blah, 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 blah. It said, they received the message with great eagerness and then when they went home, they examined the scriptures every day. Say every day. To see if what Paul said was true. A lot of you, you write notes. So as for notes, you can write. How many of you go back to go and check whether this tall man is deceiving us or he's just saying something. This thing where people teach people that when you are taught something and you question it or it is disrespect to the anointing it's not true. A whole Paul he commended them. That means after Paul had taught them man of revelation after he had taught them they went back to go and check and Paul said they were of noble character. You need to go back to your sermon notes. You need to go back and listen to the preaching. Those days they didn't have recording devices, now we do. It's on Facebook, everywhere. Listen to it over and over again. And it's not just once. You see, the end product of any message you hear is not for it to be a blessing to you so that we see the fruits of the message in your life. That is not the end point. The end point is that after the message has been a blessing to you, you should be able to preach it to somebody else you should be able to propagate that message and that can only come when you listen over and over and over and over and over over again it becomes a part of you some of you the only reason you listen to a message is because you miss church there are some messages that must be on repeat for you You continue to listen, continue to listen, to continue to listen until it becomes a part of you. And there is an impartation to that you receive from listening to a message over and over again. Somebody's teaching, somebody's preaching. You want to be able to do it. Listen over and over and over and over again. One day something will jump from that person and enter you. So they receive the message with great eagerness. Great eagerness. And they went back to check. Number three. And it's also one of the ways of being a fire extinguisher. Dress appropriately. Dress appropriately to church. Don't just wear anything. And when I'm talking about church, I'm not only talking about Sunday. Sunday midweek during fasting and prayer you see how you dress to a place is an indication of how seriously you are taking the place that you are going to let me tell you during the last fasting and prayer some of the dressing wasn't appropriate I'm telling you the truth some of the dressing wasn't appropriate It's as if like you just got up from the hostel and just brought yourself. They say we should come. Yes, come as you are. So you have just come. No. It's a serious meeting. Nobody is saying wear three-piece suit. Or wear cabine slit and put on, uh, what do you call it? That one that they, and it's like it's going, the Tower of Babel. It's like it's going to the... No, no, nobody's saying do that and come for a prayer meeting but dress decently. There are certain parts of your body we don't want to see. Their boys don't want to see. They don't want to see. At least I can vouch for them that they don't want to see it in church. I don't know. (laughs) In church? I know they don't want to see it in church. Can, that one I can vouch for them. They don't want to see it in church. Yeah. But I hope that generally they don't want to see it. It's general, eh? That's the spirit. It's general. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't want to see. When we are fasting and praying, everybody's in the spirit. Why should you be a fire extinguisher? when we close and they say, hug somebody and like 20 guys are hugging you. You are alone. I've become a magnet. Attracting the guy. And you are happy. Don't be a fire extinguisher. Especially when you are going to come up here to minister. Whether to bark or to leave. Well, dress well. Nobody's saying you shouldn't be fashionable. No, well, fashionable is, is fine, it's okay, but just be decent. Just be decent. There are certain lengths of skirts. If you are going to be down here, it is okay. The moment you climb up here, it becomes inappropriate. Because now you are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Mm, there you can be hidden. But here, you are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. There are fans here. Oh, sometimes they put them on. If your dress is too loose and one day the wind blows, and centripetal and centrifugal forces come into being. If you are down there, it's not a problem. But if you are here, mm. Is that there are two things involved. <laughs> Dress appropriately. Inappropriate dressing is, in fact, there are two things involved. There are two things involved. Inappropriate dressing, there are two things involved. And those two things are underdressing and overdressing. Mm. Sometimes you overdress and the attention is on you. Like preacher, nobody is minding preacher. Don't do things like that. Don't do things like that. You see, there's a scripture where they talked about I mean, people should not do braids and, 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 and people don't understand the spirit of that scripture. There's nothing wrong with doing braids, so that, that is not the problem. If I show you a picture of the braids they used to do those days eh, if you take that thing to church, every five minutes people will look at you. <laughs> very, very complex on things be what they were doing. So the whole point is that don't do things that will that will, will draw people's attention to you and they won't concentrate on why they came to church. That is what it means. I don't find anything wrong with wearing trousers. People refer to the, the scripture that says a man should not wear a woman's clothes. In different cultures, in Chinese culture, trousers is women's clothes. India have some kind of baby flair something and then they put their distance and so who determines what is a man's clothes and who's what that scripture was talking about was cross dresses those transverse sides and those i'm a man but i feel like i am a woman locked in a man's body and so i want to wear earrings and behave like a woman that's what they was talking about those things are spirits and those spirits were there long ago it's not a new thing it's just that now they are becoming very stubborn in some way and they are trying to shove it down our throat by force. But we resist it in the name of Jesus. I saw a certain video. They said gay choir. Go and look for it on YouTube. The words they were singing were chilling, spine chilling. They were literally saying, You hate us, but we are coming for your children. Let go back, go and look for it. Gay choir. A song. And we're singing very nicely to the harmony Singing. They say, you hate us. You don't like what we do. You paint us as evil people. But we are coming for your children. That's what they are saying. The pastor was a choir master. Hmm. The choir master is a pastor. He is gay. May God have mercy upon mercy upon. <laughs> Dress appropriately, don't overdress and don't underdress. So you are given an invitation to go and preach somewhere. You go in some slippers-like something, you kill the vim of the audience even before. Look, the way the preacher looks can open the hearts of the people. It's only the prayer that opens the heart of the people, it indirectly communicates to them. Ah, this guy, you not taking us serious. Taking us serious at the same time, too. If you are just going to lead a prayer meeting on Indafa Park, don't wear a an and kente and put on chain. We are the a royal priesthood, nobody will pray who. like their mind will be ah, is everything all right to this guy. Realize 45 minutes is gone. You, are, you have had a prayer meeting alone. You'll be looking at your sandals. Hey. How long did it take you to, to wear this thing? In Dafa part So yes. When it comes to inappropriate dressing. There are two things involved. Overdressing. And underdressing. May God give us the grace to dress appropriately church. And this fasting and prayer, I, I want to see people dress well. Yes, I'm not saying wear high heels and no, 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 not necessarily but just be decent. This time around we are changing things a bit. I think when we come because the room is empty and it's like, you know, so just, this time around we are going to set up the place like a, like a proper church service. So we'll set up chairs from Front to back. It doesn't mean you can't sit down during the prayer. If one day, one day, two, I realize you could have been so, we'll take the chairs out again. <laughs> this one is it's like a 12 day revival that we are going to have. So we'll set the place up like, like church. Hallelujah. So protocol organizing. I'm, I'm giving you that information now. Just yeah. pack the chairs from front to back. At least psychologically. We do have prayer meetings here with the chairs, and it's fine. You should be able to have a prayer meeting there, and it's not just a prayer meeting; it's, it's a service. It's a whole revival service. So, when you are coming, dress appropriately. Hallelujah. And then the last thing I want to talk about: participate actively in everything that is done. That's some of you. You've you've just made yourselves observers. You just came to draw. We have come to draw. That's all. Prayer team, huh? choir, ushering, protocol, media. There is something you can do. At least to smile and welcome somebody to church. You smile and welcome people into your home, your room. So why can't you do it in church? you really want to enjoy church, you must do something. That is the truth. Those who are really enjoying this church, eh, they are the ones who have found smaller families within the bigger family. And those smaller families most of the time are at the ministry level. When we close and there are some people, see, sometimes when we close, some people are in a hurry to get out. Others too want to tarry longer. Because they found families within the family. And as the whole family has had its time together, they too, they must bond. If you really want to enjoy church, look for something to do. I'm telling you. Look for something to do. Join something. Join something. Media. do, Do something. If there's a ministry you like that we haven't even started, you come and see any of the pastors. We'll start it for you. Uh, French choir. You sing French. Technical. Children's ministry. Prayer. You need people. If you really, 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 really want to join, you can join church. Join something. Join something. Don't just be there. The reason why some Sundays you get up and you don't should I go, should I not go, is because you are not doing anything. If there is a responsibility for you in the house of God, you will not just lie down and say, oh, I'll join online. Do something. Tell the person sitting next to you, do something. something. Tell another person, do something. something. Hallelujah. At midweek, I declare that August is our month of active participation. That means in the month of August, you are doing everything we are doing. This one is, is, is an agreement we have as a house. Don't be an Achan. Don't be an acorn. It's a month of active participation. Active participation means you come for all church services. You come for all midweek services. You tune into all the episodes of our visitation. And you come for all the evening meetings during our 12 days of fasting and prayer see after you've done that you realize that it becomes a normal thing those of you who blame church anytime your academics are going bad it is the devil who has been deceiving you there are 168 hours in a week how many of those hours do you spend in church when we come here 2-3 hours we are gone midweek 2 hours we are gone so 5 in all if you're in a subgroup or something, another one or two hours. So, most of you will not even spend eight out of the 168 hours. What percentage is that eight over 168 is what? Eight percent? <laughs> Your mass is suspect. <laughs> what percentage? Eight over 168 times 100 is what? 4.7 percent, it's not even up to five percent, and you can blame that less than five percent for your not doing well or for your not getting the kind of grade that you want to, to get. It's a mental stronghold, I'm telling you. You can participate fully in everything that we do, everything, it's, it's a matter of you just deciding. It's a matter of deciding five percent, less than five percent, and you think it's significant, it's good enough. If you think that way, then maybe your next exam, you should get 5%. Since 5% is good enough, uh-huh, you are saying, hey, so I shouldn't go there, then repent. <laughs> if 5% is good enough for you to say, because of this, I'll not do so, so, and so. Then when you get 5% in your exam, it's good enough. We should clap for you. I've done well. I have not done with 5%. We're failing. Bah! You haven't done well. So, my prayer for all of us is that God will give us the grace to know how to behave well in church. May God give you the grace to be punctual to church services. Come early. I know that some of you, as I'm saying, you are saying, tell them. tell them. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. If the rest of the congregation will not even follow, at least you, my leaders. You, my leaders. We need to set the example for the people. You see, if it doesn't work among the leadership, it won't work generally. It's a law of the lead. The leadership is like the the lead. You can't go beyond the ceiling. If it doesn't work amongst us, and I don't want a situation where this listeners thing will become institutionalized in the church. When something has become institutionalized, it's like it's become the norm. It's an accepted norm. No. Not in the overflow worship center, we are a disciplined church. We are a church that respects God. We respect each other. You see, when you have an appointment with people and you go late to it's it's it's, it's a sign that you don't respect the people. We respect each other and we respect God. So I pray that God will give us the grace to organize ourselves in our private lives, in our homes, so that we can show respect to God by coming to church early. May God give us the grace to dress appropriately. May God give us the grace to behave well in church. Respond appropriately to the word of God. Smile when we have to smile. Say amen when we have to say amen. Amen. To pray when we have to pray. To sing when we have to sing. To lift up our hands in worship when we have to lift up our hands in worship. Without being intimidated by any. Because we don't come to church for any man. We come because of the king of kings. We come because of the lord of lords. We come because of Jehovah Adonai, our sovereign God, the one who rules in the affairs of men. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you grant us the grace to reform in our hearts. Grant us the grace to reform in our spirits. Grant us the grace to reform in our behaviors. May we behave appropriately in your house. Give us the grace to be punctual, to to your house. Give us the grace to dress appropriately. Give us the grace to find our place in your house that we may use our talents and our abilities to the edification and the expansion of your kingdom. We come against any spirit of laziness. We come against every spirit of apathy. Any spirit of apathy that will work on anybody, even as I'm preaching this word, for them to feel like I'm speaking to anybody else, we bind that spirit in the mighty name of Jesus and let your Holy Spirit continue to minister to the hearts and the minds of the people of God even as they live here today take glory Father, take glory Son, take glory Holy Spirit in Jesus' most excellent name are we praying with thanksgiving Amen somebody put your hands together for the Lord want to pray into the month of August Hallelujah it is important as today is the 31st July we are standing on the gates of a new month i want us to stand to our feet i want us to stand to our feet there's something that is in the month of august that is meant for you and this morning you are going to pray that everything god has in store for you you see as you plan the devil also plans as you put your plans together the devil also has his plans put together but we are going to pray first of all to frustrate any plans of the enemy for the month of August. The Bible said he came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He came to bring sorrow. He came to bring disappointment. I said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This morning you are going to pray. You are coming against every plan Mm. of the enemy for the month of August. Any plan against your health, any plan against your finances, any plan against your joy, any plan against your children, any plan against your family. You want to lift up your voice right now and begin to pray in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says effectual fervent prayer of the righteous
2: man, man. Lift up the voice and pray. Matabella, Bella 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 <speaking in the language> We've <speaking in the language> we am Palavalas, Havalavalaya, Bala Bala the Bala of the enemy, I tell a the name of Jesus Christ and
1: Bible says many are the devices of the enemy. You are coming against tragedy. You are coming against road traffic accidents in the name of jesus you are coming against gas explosions in your kitchen you are coming against domestic accidents jesus you are declaring that no weapon formed against you from against your family shall prosper declare that even as you sit in vehicles the vehicles are declared safe for your sake in the name of Jesus name Christ of Nazareth,
2: lift up your voice. Cancel every tragedy. Cancel every appointment with emergency In the name of Jesus we pray by Let the host Every plan of the enemy, the the In the name of Jesus, we can celebrate celebrate. We can celebrate the end of the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ, our the Son of the of We <speaking> in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the of the the Lord of the world, the of kings, lords, Every appointment with a road traffic accident, we cancel in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. In the domestic accident, we cancel in the name of Jesus. In the fire outbreak, we cancel in the name of Jesus. Against and robbery attacks. Come against and robbery attacks your home, on the streets, Come against unrobbery attacks in your home, on the streets, in the name of Jesus. ورابك la الله ما في روشي ماليه لما Now you're going to pray that any good thing
1: in the month of August that is meant for you may it not escape you in the name of Jesus Amen. may you collide with the good things that are meant for you whether it's good news, it's a new job A financial breakthrough a healing whatever good thing the month of august is pregnant with you are declaring that it is yours in the name of jesus christ of nazareth if there's some good news you are expecting in the month of august you are praying that that good news will not miss your ears in the name of jesus sooner than later that phone call will come sooner than later that text message will come sooner than later that email is going to come lift up your voice I'm going to pray claim every good that is meant for you in the month of
2: August in the mighty name of Jesus. There is a situation you are trusting God to change. Let that change happen in this month of August in the name of Jesus. That change that you are expecting, that change that you are believing God for, let it happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray sha karaba ra ra ba 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 Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Your, Possess your possession. In the month of August, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the of the Lever and deliver 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 and deliver
1: If there's anybody here who specifically expects some good news in the month of August, if you expect some good news, and it is meant to come in this month of August, I want you to come to me here quickly. There is some good news you are expecting. In the month of August, I want you to come to me. Go ahead, people are expecting good news. Oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. We thank God. If you're expecting good news. I want to anoint you. Oh, just go back some more and give me space so that I can move and anoint you. And Father, by this anointing, we are declaring that nothing should stop the good news. May the good news hit their ears. May the good news hit their inboxes. May the good news hit their emails. May the good news hit their bodies. There are some of you, the good news is in your body that you're expecting the good news. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare. I want us to pray a prayer of agreement. If all of you can link hands, all of us here, just just link hands. The Bible says if two shall agree as touching a thing, it is established. We are joining our faiths together. The Lord, let the good news hit their ears. Let them experience the good news. Just lift up your voice and pray. Just lift up your voice and pray for the next two minutes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May the good news come without complications. May the good news come without complications. May the good news come without complications in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of the living God. Let the good news come. Let the good news come Lord. We pray a prayer of agreement. The Bible says if two shall agree as touching a thing. It is established by the power of agreement. We establish it in the realm of the spirit. And we declare that it comes. To being in our lives in the name of Jesus. It comes to being in our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, hear our prayers this morning. Hear our prayers this morning. In the name of Jesus. Those have prayed for, you can you can go back to your, to your seat so that I can pray for. Just continue to pray. Continue to pray for the next two minutes. Continue to pray for the next two minutes. Continue to pray for the next two minutes. I'm not hearing the prayer at all. Those
2: have not prayed for, just come. La Cosato Rabahi Cataraba Adamima Catata, Silabra La Father, let there be good news, good news of open doors, good news of financial breakthroughs. in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of God. we call it for, we call it for, we call it for in the name of Jesus. pray for the next two minutes, pray for the next two minutes. We call it for, we call the things that be not as though the way. in the name of the Lord Jesus.
0: Blessed be the Lord, who reigns forevermore. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord, who reigns forevermore.
1: for you in the name of Jesus. Whatever challenge you are in in this month of August, may you see victory. Amen. Whatever is roaring against you in this month of August, may you see victory against it in the name of Jesus. Anything in your life that has gone wrong, let there be a divine correction in this month of August in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Can I have the communion, please? In the name of Jesus, we declare that these elements are sanctified. We declare that it is the blood of Jesus. We declare that it is the body of Jesus Christ. As you take it, let it be healing to your body. Anybody that is on any medication, as you take this, make it Potentiate the effect of the medication in the mighty name of Jesus. And may it even bring you to the point where you may not even need the medication anymore. As you take it, let anything that represents death in your body be consumed in the mighty name of Jesus. As we appropriate the power in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ by taking his body and drinking his blood. Let anything that points to death, let anything that points to sickness, let anything that points to an early appointment with the grave be swallowed up in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let divine health be your portion from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. And as you take this communion, may it give you strength for the journey of fasting and prayer that we have ahead.
0: Amen.
1: May it give you the ability to fast like never before. Just as God told Elijah to arise and eat for the journey is long and he went in the power of that bread many days. Let this communion be like that bread to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. May it give you strength. May, may you surprise yourself. Those of you who have been breaking your fast at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., 10.30 and you convince yourself that what will be done has been done. This time around, may you go up to 6 p.m. in the name of Jesus. Uh. By virtue of this communion that you are taking, may God give you the strength to fast. Alright, so you can come presiding elders, elders first. Just come and, and take. Let's do this quickly.
0: Lift up your head, O oh ye
1: gates, be lifted up, creation
0: doors, as we ascend this holy mountain, ah, yeah. And be lifted up, raised and us as we ascend this holy mountain. Ah, lift up your head, oh we get be lifted up, raised and us as we ascend. Your head.
1: By this message. For more information, reach us on 024 873 7250 or on our Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.